Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Hello, everyone. This is Amanda, and I am sitting down with a couple of the members of Impact here at the Impact Vocal Festival at KCKCC in Kansas City. Woo. So why don't you tell us who, we, who we're talking to? Hi, uh, my name is Andy Deegan. I sing tenor in Impact. And I am Tracy Robertson, and I sing bass in Impact right now. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this whole acapella game. I got into acapella, so I guess both of my parents were involved in like the church music thing, and then eventually I kind of got into barbershop music. My brother dragged me into a barbershop quartet situation, made me sing tenor, and my voice never changed, so I've just been singing tenor ever since. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it started there. I had a rockapella CD when I was a kid, and I just like played it on loop all the time did a college acapella thing and then from there I found a group called Hyanna Sound which I joined for a couple of years and then started subbing in the professional acapella world finally joined Impact about three years ago so that's a really quick spark notes I guess for me <laughs> and meanwhile like 400 miles away I was living a very similar life where my both my parents were musicians actually my dad was directing a women's barbershop chorus that my mom joined so acapella right from the get-go that's why I came to be and then also rockapella was a group that I saw in concert <laughs> when I was like 11 years old and that was the first time I'd seen someone beatbox through a sound system in concert. Isn't it just crazy now to like meet those guys kind of in the circuit? Totally. You're like, you were on Carmen Sandiego. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was a surreal experience to like see Jeff Thatcher for the first time. Like I memorized that like drum solo on that blue album with the R. Like <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, it was, they ended up coming and performing at Berkeley when I was there performing with Pitch Lapped and we ended up opening for them and that was like the first time that I met them in person. It was just such a the world the circle completing itself the loop completing itself so very interesting so anyway so i found myself singing in all the choir things you know, all the way through and then got involved with pitch slapped at berkeley when i transferred there and that kind of it was through pitch slap that i found myself introduced to the professional acapella world and some of the professional singing world that i'm now involved with out in la so spark notes so for those people that aren't as familiar with impact as they should be tell us a little bit about the group and the brand of the group and the mission of the group sure so impact started about 25 years ago now the group started originally with five guys that had been that didn't even know each other there was like three guys and two guys that had been connected by a mutual acquaintance even not even a super close friend and there were some guys that basically dropped out of school in Colorado and moved to Seattle to be with these other two guys that were there and they started this group it was a massive venture it was a massive leap of faith for those guys that, that started this thing um, so we're super grateful to them for the legacy that they started and so since then the group has taken on performing a wide variety of music but heavily influenced by the R&B, Motown, and then really like the funk, pop, soul kind of side of things. And that's been the legacy at this point in time, I think, to sing a lot of that stuff. Totally, yeah. I think the other big thing that I love about Impact is like, it's evolved so much. You know, we talked about how Impact used to be a five-person group. Trist, who is the former base of this group and also travels around with us as our sound guy a lot, has showed us a video of them at the Harmony Sweepstakes in like 96 <laughs> or 97. We just played it's that on the station. wild. It's so <laughs> wild. And it's like, they sang like a Backstreet Boys tune with like full choreography. And it's so funny that this group evolved out of that because we at some point made a turn to both add another member and then also make arrangements that are a little bit more dense, a little bit more complex, have a full-time vocal percussionist that kind of solidified our rhythm section. And that's kind of the vibe that we've taken to this present day. And now we're going off of that and trying to figure out, you know, what's the future of Impact? You know, is it using more things like through Ableton and richer, denser harmonies and uh, more elaborate productions? Yeah, I, I just think that it's, it's really cool how it's been set up and how a successful group has to grow and change 
as the world grows and changes. Yeah, I think where we're at now is continuing to see what's next for our group and kind of discover those avenues while still paying homage to the whole 25-year history that's come before us. Yeah. So as evidenced by, you guys are here for about 12 hours a day for two days, and you're mostly workshopping and doing clinics for a lot of the jazz groups here in the area in Kansas City. Tell us a little bit about your educational outreach, because it's clear that you guys are very good at that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, we really, really love doing all sorts of educational outreach stuff. Whenever we go out to a performing arts center, you know, we have a vocal jazz festival or an acapella festival. We always try to stop at schools nearby, whoever will have us and wants to have us. We definitely have a really solid rhythm section vocal percussion workshop. We really like talking to soloists as well and honing those skills. The vocal jazz thing is a unique position where, especially our group, we do the tight-knit vocal jazz stuff, but we also do a lot of funk stuff with heavy horn hits and, you know, lots of different sort of like instrumentation, quote unquote. (laughs) And so I think it makes us a really good group to be sort of mentoring because we're very diverse in nature. You know, one of the struggles we had initially was like, how are we going to get all of these guys sounding in a unit? And that's been the thing. You know, we all have these really interesting histories. You know, it's like Drew has some more like theater solo artist stuff and uh, Jamond has some more like gospel church kind of upbringing. Aaron comes from like a hard rock and has sung in like heavy metal groups before. And it's just this really, <laughs> really hard for it's me to imagine. really crazy. Reason. You know, it's this and it's this and we're little choir boys or whatever. At least I am. <laughs> Barbershop, definitely. And so there's just this really unique dynamic between us that there's a little something for everyone. I kind of feel like it's honestly a pleasure for me to like go to these things because I feel like I always learn something just like listening to <laughs> all the different backgrounds and, and upbringings and that kind of thing. What else do you guys have coming up in the next couple of months? Where where can people see you? Or We've been working on putting together some more European touring and I just caught wind of there being some new news on that recently. Always so to- always looking to travel. I mean, that's kind of the nature of at least, you know, a few of a handful of us being like young and, and single, you know, looking to look <laughs> to travel you know we don't have responsibilities let's go see the world so so that is that's definitely exciting for us and then beyond that just we've made the realization over the course of the past year that what we really are passionate about is this exact kind of workshop or this kind of performance setting where we're doing some clinicking and then also doing a performance but the performance is more it ends up functioning for the people that we're performing as being more of a period or an exclamation point at the end of what really in a large part is just a focus on education um, and outreach and, and some, you know, it ends up being the, maybe a little bit of inspiration. We hope, you know, that it would be a little bit of inspiration on top of a bunch of quantifiable, logistical, musical technique related stuff. But yeah, that's, that's what we're into is the education thing. There's only a handful of groups out there that tour at any extensive amount of time. Mm. How would you give advice to someone who's thinking about like, oh, they're in college or high school and they're like, oh, I really want to be a professional acapella singer. What's the life actually like when you're out on tour for several weeks at a time? We don't even even find ourselves touring for several weeks at a time very often. It just so happens like through the fall, we end up finding ourselves doing maybe a couple weeks a month, but there ends up being some downtime. So we end up with maybe a 10 day run tops, but it definitely is intense. And we, it ends up being, um, it's a, it's health, it's finding balance. How is it that we're going to find balance, taking care of our bodies, making sure we're getting enough sleep, making sure we're getting enough water. The unique thing about being an acapella group versus any other group is obviously that you're singing the entire show. (laughs) It's not like a wedding band where I'm going to come in and sing my five or six songs for the night and sing some backups here and there, otherwise be done. So that definitely ends up being a challenging thing. I would recommend that people go ahead and, you know, get involved 
involved with acapella, but acknowledge what it is that you've learned through singing acapella and see where else it is that you can apply it. I think that there's a lot to be learned by a lot of people who have spent a lot of time in acapella. There's a lot for them to be learned by reaching outside of the acapella community because the reality is that there, there's a lot of jokes that instrumentalists make about singers and, and they are founded in a lot of ways. And so it makes it makes a lot of sense that if you're a singer singing in a world of singers, that there'd be some stuff that you might not realize that you haven't learned yet, haven't had a chance to experience yet. So I always encourage people to get out there and, and be creating and collaborating with people outside of the acapella world because I think that stands to help acapella continue to grow and, and it increases the chance of acapella being relevant in some way other than just another circus act. I'll just say a quick little, you know, shine to to Jeff as somebody who has, when he took over sort of the reins of Impact about three years ago, there was a really colossal turnover where five of the six guys basically turned over. I and mean, that's why Tracy and I are in the group at this point. He's somebody who absolutely hustles all the time and is, you know, trying to get new gigs for us and always doing reaching out and creating new marketing things for us. And I think that that's, that's kind of a takeaway is that I, you know, I have been, I have had the great fortune of making music with a lot of really, really amazing acapella artists, you know, just in this group and in other groups. I lived in New York for a couple of years and got to sing with a bunch of really, really talented people there as well. And the difference between people who are touring consistently or touring as much as they want to is maybe a more accurate <laughs> thing to <laughs> <Yes>. say <laughs> is that there's at least someone or a couple people in each group who really hustle, who really, really want it and are willing to put in the time and effort on the business end. You know, it's not all just making music. You know, there's so much of it that's getting an electronic press kit together, that's getting sort of reaching out to management companies, booking agents, um, doing showcases, figuring out colleges that will have you, um, uh, you know, reaching out to your old connections and selling yourself, you know, being like, hey, like, this is the thing I'm doing. Like, it's cool. It's interesting. Like, please like me, you know, <laughs> please like me. And be willing to pay yeah, me money. Yeah, exactly. And, and, <laughs> and pay me what I'm worth, you know? Yes. I think we have a tendency to undercut ourselves for the amount of work that we do and the amount of the skills that we have. We've t had a good push of figuring out exactly what types of gigs that we want. That means that we're not always touring, you know, four weeks, six weeks, a month, whatever. We compensate with that by doing work in Los Angeles and making our way there. And that's not always easy. You know, when we disappear for a couple of weeks, sometimes we lose a gig or we don't get to show up for everything. So it's a hustle. <laughs> it is And I know lot. it's neither of you two, but there are men in your group that are parents. Yeah. What kind of challenges do you see on their part when you guys have to be on the road for a little while? Of course. Yeah. Family is so important. And <laughs> I uh, acknowledge that by not having one of my own. No, just <laughs> not, uh, not, 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 not not immediate. Family, you know. young, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Once again, it's like kind of going back to that hustle thing. It's just like, like they have so much responsibility that they have to take care of to make sure that they're okay to go out on the road. And so it's a struggle and it's a lot to deal with. And, and that's just things that they have to be open and communicate to their partners and their their families and say hey like this is the deal how can we work this out for both of us and if it doesn't work out then we can find subs sometimes but it's worth it to have this group of guys together it's worth it to have them rather than to say like oh you don't have the time to commit to this or you don't have whatever you know that's just not how life works <laughs> but it is nice to see other people out there i'm a parent myself and it's nice to see other people out there that are making it work totally and they still have a healthy family relationship at home and it can be done but it 
does require more hustle. Yeah, I think the significant others are honorary members, essentially. And and I think that that's been a cool thing to hear about. Even back when Manhattan Transfer was first a group, they used to travel together. The families would all travel together. And I think that that's been the case maybe for Take Six at different points in time, which is where in order for this to work, the group ends up making whatever sacrifices they need to make because they decide that what they're doing is worth it. And so they make the sacrifices to bring the family along and they make sure that they're being clear about what their expectations are for how does they get taken care of when they are on the road? How does they take care of themselves when they're on the road such that it feels so that it can really feel good to go on the road when they have to go on the road and to make sure that when they're going on the road, it really is bringing something to them and to their families that that makes it worthwhile for them. And that's part of why in the past year we've been getting as just clear, ever clearer about what our intentions are as a group so that all of us can juggle all the wonderful, beautiful, crazy, hectic lives that we have going on outside of this group. And as you become adults, you realize your worth. So what's the process? Where's, I mean, sometimes it just kind of happens naturally where you're like, no, I need to make more money than that. But were there actual like steps in the process where you're like, no, this is what we're worth? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Jeff has been championing us in a big way. He is running the show from the business standpoint in a big part and has been for the past few years and, and before I joined even. Um, so I'm really grateful to him for that. And I think you know, he could speak to that more accurately than I could. I can speak to my own experience, just like a solo freelance musician, which led me to this gig. But it's been a matter of saying yes and saying yes to any anything and everything. And then eventually finding myself with things that I enjoy doing that pay better than other things or, or vice versa. Sometimes I find myself with the opportunity to take a higher paying gig than another gig. And then it just over time starts to trickle down and I end up finding myself doing less and less of the things that I don't want to do as much. And then I find myself with resources. If I'm intelligent about how I budget myself, how I run myself as a business, if we're intelligent about how we run impact as a business, we can't afford to do a showcase. That's something that we end up doing for free. Essentially, we aren't taking pay for that. And we do that so that we can get other work that we really like doing. We'll make a point to do this outreach thing for free because we believe in this thing that we're supporting. So that's what I have to share about that, I guess. That's a start. (laughs) Any other things you want to share with your audience you want them to know? A way to find yourself performing, specifically in the acapella world or otherwise, find yourself subbing. Many of the current members of Impact are members of Impact after having subbed with the group for a while and after having showed up and put in the time and been a vibe that was agreeable to the people already in the group. I showed up and was subbing with a group that I'm essentially no longer singing with. It's a bunch of new guys now. And then the same deal. Actually, so in this case, Andy actually auditioned, right? But Andy was someone that I knew. I had worked with Andy before in another acapella group on the East Coast. So I was aware of him and was aware to at least to some degree of what his talents were. So it ends up being a word of mouth thing in a big way as to how it is that you can find yourself working professionally. Sort of related to that as well. I think talking a little bit about like, you know, what's it like to be a professional musician and it's not always a hundred percent professional musician sometimes it's 80 percent sometimes it's 20 percent sometimes it's 30 percent whatever having even that much percentage if it's 20 percent is better than zero percent often even you know joining community choirs joining acapella groups casual acapella groups little projects it's worth it it's like being seen and being present in the world is going to land you more opportunities it's not always about oh i got to find this full-time gig it's like okay well let's get the first one and then we'll find another one and then we'll branch out and that'll lead me to my next opportunity well thank you so much tracy and andy and hopefully you all get to see impact at a show near you soon thanks for listening to this week's the pulse only on Acaville radio with special shout out to sam baker for audio assistance remember Acaville radio is your home for the best in acapella news music and video only at acaville.org